Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Perkei Avot series. So today we are working on the fifth chapter of Perkei Avot, Mishnah 20. Perkei Mishnah Chaf. It's a Mishnah that we're actually all familiar with, hopefully. We've heard it pretty often in the Beit HaKnesset if we ever show up for Korbanot. Yehuda ben Tema Omer, Heve'az kanamer, Vekal kanesher, Veratz kasevi, Vegibor ka'ari, Yehuda ben Tema says, You should be brazen like a leopard, and light like an eagle, Nesher, Griffin Vulture, if you had Rabbi Haramadi, but most people translate it as an eagle. Veratz kasevi, right? Swift, like a deer. Gibor ka'ari, strong as a lion. For what purpose? To do the will of your father in heaven. Also said, Someone who's brazen will end up in the wrong place. Someone who is embarrassed, right? A little bit of stehi. Legan Eden, he'll end up in the place we're all looking to get to. Yiratzon, it should be your will, milafanecha, in front of you, Adonai Eloheinu v'leavotenu, our Master, our God of all, God of all that was, the Master of all that was, is, was, and will be. That's the Yudke Vavke name. Elokeinu is Almighty, All Powerful, God of uh, our God and God of our forefathers. That the Beit Hamikdash will be built quickly in our days and allow us to have a portion in your Torah. That's the literal translation of the Mishnah. So, why these animals—the Namer, the Nesher, the Tzevi, the Ari? So, the uh, beginning of the Sefer of Tur Shulchan Aruch right, starts out with this Mishnah. And uh, he writes over there that, uh, you know, there's four types of character traits that a person needs to have to be able to fulfill the mitzvot properly. And he starts out with az kanamir, like brazen, like a leopard. So why? Because, you know, sometimes you need to, you know, when you're in places where, you know, you're a little bit embarrassed, you know, maybe you're a place of fully goyim, or, you know, you're, you're at a stop, or maybe put on tefillin, people are looking at you in the airport, in the airplane, you know, things like that, where, you know, you're going to walk around with a yarmulke in places where there aren't a lot of Jews. So don't, you know, you can't, you can't be embarrassed. You got to stand up and be brazen like a leopard. Stand up and do what has to be done. Don't worry about what other people think. Believe it, I found that over the years that the more principled you are and stand up for yourself, the more they're going to respect you. So don't hide yourself. Stand up and do what needs to be done. David Amelech in Mishle, I'm sorry, in Tehilim, Kufyutet, writes Pasuk, uh, right? It says, uh, right? He says, I speak in front of kings about your laws, Hashem, and I'm not embarrassed. And that's what we need to do. We have to not worry about what needs to be done. Hashem is the master of all, and the master of all is telling us what to do. So don't worry about anybody else. Kal Kanesher. Nesher, right, has good vision. So this is telling you, you know, you need to use your eyes in the right manner when you're going to be doing Abodat Hashem. Right, you close your eyes, things you're not supposed to see. Right, 
because the eyes are the beginning of the issues when your eye sees and then you have a desire and then you're going to try to fill your body you know, it's very hard to fight off those desires so better to control your eyes that's kalkanishir gibor kari that's because what talking about the uh, you know the gibor the ezu gibor right you have to use your uh, all the power of your uh, you know all your power to be able to fight off that yetzara and Ratz Katsevi, because we want to run after all the mitzvot, Ma'asim Tovim. Run as fast as you can, swift like a deer. Don't let, you know, the mitzvah pass you by. Don't delay the mitzvah. You have a chance to go for it. You run as fast as you can after the mitzvah. So back to Az uh, Kanamer. Right? Now that we've uh, mentioned them quickly, the four, let's go into them in a little bit more in depth. So... Included in being brazen to do the Avodah Hashem is also being brazen in your learning um, and not being afraid. In order to learn anything, you can't be embarrassed to ask questions. Uh, and, uh, and you know, you can hound the rabbi until he gives you an answer that satisfies you, uh, assuming that, you know, they're valid questions. And uh, that's nothing wrong. There's nothing to be embarrassed about. You didn't understand something, ask again. And you didn't understand the second time, ask again. Because uh, the more you uh, the more you push, the more answers you're going to get. The more clarity you're going to get. The going the, the, the better it will be for both the teacher and the student. So don't stop asking questions. That's ever 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 when you're when you you need to keep asking no matter what. Also included in that is that you know sometimes you're you're allowed to question uh, some of the things that you're reading, especially if it's uh, some of the achronim, assuming that you're on a level of obviously and you're asking respectfully that that uh, questions are encouraged in Judaism, not like what's going on in the world nowadays that you can't ask questions about anything. And not only can you can't ask questions, you have to accept my version of reality, even though we all know that it isn't true. So that's, you know, just opposite, total opposite of Judaism. In, in Torah, we're always seeking the emet. We want to get to the truth. And the only way to arrive at the truth is to ask questions and to engage in debate. The whole Gemara is debates back and forth, searching for the truth. And even after the Gemara, and later on, and the Rashi, Allah Shalom, nobody explained more Torah than Rashi. And yet still his own grandchildren, Abenutam and Ri from the Tosafot, are questioning their grandfather. Why? And that's allowed. Why? Only, again, because we're looking for the truth. The Torah is emet. You can't hide from truth. And if someone has a valid question, the valid question is allowed to be asked. It doesn't matter who made the statement. If As long as it's a valid question, again, and it has to be asked respectfully, obviously, pashut, and, that, and the intent has to be to arrive at the truth. It's not to just ask questions to drive people crazy for no reason. right? A person who's seeking real emet is allowed to ask whatever needs to be asked. And we say kal kaneshir, right? So the kavana, I think over there is a little bit about the zirizut sometimes, right? They swoop down and grab things with their feet, right? Like Avraham Abraham Baboker, right? To run to do the mitzvah, like the like the like the eagles are really really quick, right? They're flying, uh, you know, from above. Ratz kasevi, similar, right? Running very quickly after mitzvot, after maasim tovim. Right, we, we, the tzedek tzedek tirdof. Right, you have to run after, after you know justice, and when uh, Sanhedrin talks about you know places where you need to run, you know halach achar Yohanan ben Zakai, 
right, to go learn Levor Hayil after the Biel Ezel Lelud, right, go to his town to learn from him. Go after the go to Pikiin to learn from Biel Shua. Go to the Yavne to learn from Ban Gamliel. Go to Bnei Brak to learn from Rabbi Akiva. Go to Tzipori to learn from Rabbi Yossi. Run your legs, take you wherever you need to go to learn Torah. Rat and not only that, rats ketsevi. You gotta run after the Torah. The Torah is not an inheritance. The Torah will stay on the shelf as long as you leave it on the shelf. You want the Torah? It's there for the taking. But you gotta make the effort. You gotta run after it. You gotta show you want it. You have to desire it. The more you desire it, the more you try, the more you run, the more it's gonna come to you. Gibor Ka'ari. Right? What's Gibor Ka'ari? Strong like the lion. So uh, there's a manan in the beginning of Masechet Berachot that quotes David HaMelech about this pasuk that he used to say, Hatzot Laila Akum Lodot Lach, right? That he used to get, David HaMelech used to get up at, at, at Hatzot. And the manan said he had a harp that was hanging over his bed and the wind, when it blew exactly at Hatzot Laila, would smell, would, you know, would make the music uh, strings wake him up. He used to get exactly at Hatzot. And it says, what he used to say, he says uh, that, that uh, the manan says, until Hatzot, he would sleep like a sus, like a horse, the way horses sleep, which is really not really sleeping, like one eye half open, half closed, sort of like a little bit dozing off. And then from Hatzot, Valayla Ava Elach, the rest of the night, Midgaber Ka'ari, he would get up like a lion, right? And the, the, the opening line of Shulchan Aruch itself, right? In Siman Aleph, Midgaber Ka'ari, Lashkim Baboke, Avodat Boro, get up in the morning, jump out of your bed like a lion early, jumping up to go and do the Avodah of our Creator. And therefore, included in that, obviously, is overpowering our Yetzir Hara. Okay? So Yetzir Hara, especially in the morning when you're, in, you're under the pillows and it feels so comfy under the covers and you don't want to get out. That's it. When you can jump on him early in the morning and you got the literally the jump on him, you got it, that day is going to be a fantastic day for you. So the continuing over there, we said that Huaya Omer Az Panim so we just talked about being Az Kanamer, and in the same Mishnah, Hu Omer, the same Yehuda Ben Temah, is telling us, right, that if you are brazen, you end up in Gehennam, Lo Alinu. So the Gemara in Masechet Shabbat says, uh, Ula says, Amar Ula, Lo Harva Yushalayim, Ela Al Shelo Hayalahim Boshet Panim. Yushalayim was destroyed. Tomorrow is Yom Yushalayim, is that Hashem will be celebrating the, uh, the reunification of the city. That Hashem soon will have the rest of the uh, mountaintop there for us. We're praying for that to still happen. But the destroyal, the destruction of Yerushalayim, according to Ullah, happened because they did not have Boshet Panim. Shene'emar, Pasuk, he quotes, Hovishu ki to'eva asu, gam bosh lo yivoshu. Right? Look at them. Where's your, where, why are you not embarrassed of the sins that you've done? You did it and you don't care. Right? So, and therefore, lachin, whatever it says over there, that we will, we will penalize the law. So, inshallah, we should have Beracha. And uh, the Gemara says in Berachot that uh, anybody who does a, a sin and is embarrassed, if you have Busha, so then, then you're showing that you know you did something wrong. Whenever somebody did something wrong, they'll make Teshuvah. Because we are inherently, we want to be good. We do want to be good. And, and the, the, as long as the Busha is there, it won't happen again. But, uh, you know, when, when you're an Azpanim, that's the issue, right? The Azpanim doesn't care about what he does. He doesn't care what people think. He doesn't care how, you know, how it made him feel. He couldn't care less. And therefore, he keeps doing it, keeps doing it. And then he ends up in the place where nobody wants to go. Uboshet Panim Legan Eden, right? A person who, who has, a, you know, a little bit of uh, the proper feelings 
you know, and not being outrightly brazen and conceited and stuck up, rather as a humble, sweet personality. Boshet panim legan eden. When I says in Yevamot, David, Yizamelech used to say, Shlosha simanim yesh b'Israel. A lot of people say this. There are three signs uh, to prove that somebody is part of Am Yisrael. What are they? Bayshanim, Rahmanim, Gomle Hasadim. We have Busha, we are embarrassed, and we're merciful, and we're kind. Bayshanim, how do we know that we have, that we are well, we embarrassed people? It says, That Hashem is saying, my fear, my fear will be upon you that you won't sin. Rahmanim, because Pasuk also says, So Hashem will give you mercy and will have mercy upon you. Because it says, By Abraham Avinu, Because I know that Abraham is going to command his children after him to follow the ways of Hashem doing righteousness and justice. And therefore, says in Masechet Derech Eretz, Kol Amit Bayesh, Lo Bimherau Choteh. Right? Anyone who is embarrassed will not sin that fast. They're worried about the repercussions of their sins. Uh, and therefore, obviously, always better to be careful, to, to think about what we're doing, not to fall into the trap of being that brazen, especially when somebody is, is, is instigating us to feel that we need to respond to them. You know, that, that's the best time to shut your mouth. And the end of this Mishnah wraps up with this Beracha. What's this Yihiratzon in the middle of the Mishnah? A Tefillah? Nebet HaMikdash? What does it have to do with everything we're just talking about? Right? What's the connection? So since we mentioned already before, right, that you needed to be Azkanamer to learn Torah. Because Lo Bayshan Lamed, the person who's embarrassed, is not going to be able to learn. So, and, 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 and nevertheless, Azpanim, someone who's brazen like that, ends up in Gehennam. Lo Alenu, right? Lo Alechem, not anybody. So, but vis a vis the Torah to gain knowledge, I'm allowed to be azpanim. But laatid lavo in the future that there's going to be Torah that says right deat adonai kamayim layam mechasim that the war the, the knowledge of Hashem in the future is going to be so um, so prevalent that it's as if like how much water is covering the earth. That it's going to be water knowledge of Hashem everywhere, and then when that happens, then you don't need to be anymore in Azpanim to to learn Torah. So we're asking that Hashem should build the Beit Hamikdash so that we can get rid of this character trait of being brazen in order to have to run after Torah. Rather, Torah will be readily available for everybody to come and take. Bezat Hashem, we watch the Bimirabi Amen of the Beit Hamikdash being built tomorrow. Bezat Hashem, we even today we'll be able to dance on the Temple Mount at the new Beta Mikdash, Bimirabi Amino Amen.